Kenny Payne has emerged as the overwhelming fan favorite to fill the vacant University of Louisville head men's basketball position. We'll discuss that and two candidates at high-profile jobs that also have been talked about for the position on this episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Welcome into another week of the Locked on Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I want to take this time personally to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked on Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team every day. Over the weekend, a couple things happened. Number one, Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl agreed to in a to a contract extension with the university, a 10-year deal that will likely um, conclude his coaching career down in Alabama. But on the other hand, Kenny Payne seemingly became the overwhelming fan favorite in the past couple days. We'll discuss um, that phenomenon while also talking about Eric Musselman and Nate Oates' candidacy for the open position and how feasible both of their hires would be for the university. And then finally, the men's basketball team did lose on Saturday to the top 10-ranked Duke Blue Devils at the KFCM Center. Despite the loss, it was an encouraging performance from interim head coaches, interim head coach Mike Pegues' team. We'll discuss everything you need to know about that contest. But before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also, uh, do some PA announcing work for the university and various sports. You can check out my personal Twitter in the graphic at the bottom left hand of your screen. In the podcast, Twitter page is at LO underscore Lola. So let's get right on into it. Uh, over the weekend, it seemed like with each passing day, Kenny Payne's popularity among the fan base in terms of this of this coaching hire grew and grew to where we are now. This is being recorded on, on Sunday afternoon. But, you know, Monday, I mean, it, it continually grows. Now, a lot of that has, you know, been somewhat of a, of a shift in ideology from, okay, if not Kenny Payne, who would Louisville go out and get? You know, Bruce Pearl seemed like a pipe dream, and it ended up being that, um, you know, agreeing to that big, extremely um, huge contract extension with Auburn. But outside of that, you know, we talked about the um, the possible candidates that were unrealistic, you know, the guys in the NBA like Billy Donovan, Brad Stevens, etc., and then the, the, the coaches in college, like it's very um, – you know, improbable that you see guys like, you know, Scott Drew, uh, Jay Wright, you know, top tier college coaches at the moment. So I, I think for Louisville fans, um, you know, some that I'm close with, the, the, the shift came from the realization is, okay, if not Kenny Payne, who else would get the position? You know, who realistically could get the position? I think that that's where you see a lot of people jump on the pain train, so to speak. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, there's no other candidates out there that, you know, fit the description of what Louisville needs or would succeed here at Louisville. I'm not saying that I'm not disrespecting any of the candidates. We'll talk about two 
in the next segment that are uh, pretty solid head coaches that I think would both do very well in the Derby City. But ultimately, I feel like Kenny Payne is kind of the clear-cut choice at the moment for a ton of the fan base. And you're seeing seeing that through the overwhelming uh, backing and support from – you know, former players, you know, uh, Boo Brewer, who coaches at uh, Bartstown, you know, he, he's been, you know, big on the Kenny Payne train, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, Tom Thibodeau, New York Knicks head coach, has been adamant, you know, endorsing him for the position. And then multiple media personnel like, um, you know, Seth Greenberg, Dick Vitale, you know, so on and so forth, Jay Billis, et cetera. They see this as a no-brainer hire for Louisville. And I think that you're starting to see a lot of fans kind of jump on that train, the pain train, so to speak. But ultimately, um, and another phenomenon that came out, Jeremy Wallman, um, you know, very good friend of the show, uh, comes on usually for a weekly appearance, Cardinal Sports Zone uh, co-founder and now current editor. You know, he came out on Sunday, broke the news that Kenny Payne was in town and set to prepare for his interview with the university. Um, there were some that opposed that, saying, look, you know, I, I'm not hearing this. In fact, um, I'm, I'm hearing the exact opposite. Uh, I, I will tell you, you know, I guess you could take everything with a grain of salt because nothing is ever truly concrete. Um, I, I mean, I guess it is, but you, you see over the weekend, you know, Adam Schefter, one of the best NFL uh, analysts out there for ESPN, um, you know, reported that Tom Brady was retiring. Well, uh, Brady's camp came out later that day on Saturday and said that, uh, you know, the um, you know, over 40-year-old quarterback has not made a decision. It's nowhere, clear, nowhere close to that. So, you know, some things change here and there. What I will tell you about Jeremy is, you know, knowing him personally over the past two years and gotten really close, into, close to him, I can tell you 100% that he's not going to post something just to post it. You know, he, he doesn't care about the clout. He doesn't care about the, you know, the recognition. He posts things when he, number one, gets the go-ahead to post it, and number two, feels comfortable by doing so. Usually how Jeremy operates is he will hear something, but he will make sure that he cross-checks it with another party to make sure that it is 100% confirmed. He's not going to put something out there that may or not may or may not be true just for the hell of it. That's not how he operates. You know, his motto is, you know, he would rather be um, – right and last rather than wrong and first so um for those that are criticizing him out there like i get it the skepticism you know we heard that you know braum was close to a done deal that ended up not being the case so you know things can change at the last minute these things are very fluid we get it but as of right now you know i trust jeremy and um you know assuming that he's correct with you know kenny payne uh, interviewing that is apparently that is the first official interview for the University of Wolverine men's head basketball coach position. But um, overall, um, I, I will say that this is not surprising. I think that Kenny Payne offers a lot of benefits that um, you know some of the other options may not necessarily be able to do right away um, in terms of uh, uniting the fan base, which is big, uh, bringing some you know re- revitalized life and energy search to the program, which is you know very much excuse me, very much needed that only a handful of coaches could come in immediately and make that um, impact right off the bat. I think two of those are, are, are two that we could talk about here in just a second. But I will say with this fan base, I don't think that any hire is going to be made without some opposition. You know, there's going to be people out there that say, oh, hey, look, I don't like this guy. You know, you could hire Steve Kerr and, and people would find a way to not, you know, like it. That's just kind of the nature of, you know, opinions and stuff like that. So overall, 
Um, a huge nugget from Jeremy that kind of, um, you know, comes in line with what we've, um, you know, been kind of reading the tea leaves on is that, you know, there's a lot of uh, former player backing for Kenny Payne, you know, being a 1986 national champion under Denny Crum. You know, uh, Denny being a guy that has, um, you know, backed Kenny Payne, there's been a lot of, um, you know, booster presence that has also voiced their support and that, you know, could also be a driving force. So overall right now, it seems like all signs are pointing to Kenny Payne. However, we're going to continue to diligently break down other candidates' cases because, like I mentioned, things change often. I'm not saying that this is going to change. What I will tell you is that, you know, what what is true Monday morning may not necessarily be true any longer Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning or Friday at noon. You know, I'm not you know referring to any day. It's just kind of um, you know, really just epitomizing the fact that things change. They're very fluid. So um, I want to take this time now into focusing on. We talked about Bruce Pearl at the at the end of last week. We will discuss the other two big-time SEC coaches that have been rumored and linked to this Louisville job the most. That is Alabama head coach Nate Oates and Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman. We will break down both of their candidacies here in just a second after we talk about our friends at GetUpside. Hey, Cardinal fans, this is your host, Dalton Pence, with an app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or, or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more off on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Um, some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right back to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, etc. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. At this time, as always, I want to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Global podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team, every day. Transitioning over into discussing and breaking down two other high-profile Division I head coaches' candidacies for this prestigious Louisville position. We'll start out with Alabama head coach Nate Oates. Nate Oates has been a... Popular figure in, you know, Louisville fan, fan circles and in terms of, um, you know, wanting Oates here in Louisville. Uh, just to kind of break down what Nate Oates has done, he has been a head coach for seven seasons. He currently has a record of 152 and 72. That's a 68% winning percentage. Um, to start out his career, he started in 2015-16 at Buffalo, coached four seasons, um, in the MAC, in his last seat or his past, you know, three out of the past four, um, uh, three, you know, three of his, you know, four years at um, Buffalo, he made the NCAA tournament. Most notably, the one 2017-18, uh, which he led the, um, you know, he led Buffalo over Arizona in a 4-13 matchup. Uh, that was a huge, huge, um, you know. Uh, upset they ended up losing to Kentucky in the next round but uh, you know CJ Massenburg that was a very very solid team that you know uh, Nate Oates had and then the past three years he has been in Alabama started out 16 and 15 uh, 26 and 7 last year um, made it to the NCAA tournament as the two seed in in the tournament and um, and now he is um, you know 14 and 7 currently Alabama hasn't necessarily been as good 
as everyone previously thought, previously thought they were going to be. But overall, Nate Oates is a very solid coach, in my opinion. He's a solid recruiter. You look at what Alabama has done on the 2022 cycle. They have multiple five-stars committed. In terms of his coaching style, you know, this is always kind of taken with a grain of salt. But I will tell you, you know, his teams are very solid three-point shooting-wise. Um you know, athlete, you know, he, he recruits a lot of, you know, extremely solid athletes, um, you know, very solid on the defensive and all of his teams, you know, whether at Buffalo or whether at Alabama have always been very stingy defensively, very good on ball. And they like to, um, you know, overall get a lot of pressure on opposing ball handlers. One of the reasons why I think that Nate Oates might not necessarily be a feasible option for Louisville is because of the fact that he has a $12 million buyout right now. Now, obviously, Louisville was able to cut Chris Mack's $12 million buyout into an agreement that costed the university $4.8 million. They will pay out, I believe, over the next three seasons. So I'm not saying it's impossible because, you know, if Louisville wants to break the bank and go get Oates, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying they don't have the money to do so. What I'm saying is it's improbable. Um, they would have to be 100% sold on Oates, you know, being the coach, and that's you know not considering the fact of what he wants his salary to be. Currently, he makes, I believe, it's less than 3.5 million. Um, but you would have to assume that he pushes for you know a Chris Mack level salary. So ultimately, I think Nate Oates, um, you know, option wise, sorry, I don't know. I get a little parched when I have to talk for 30 minutes at a time. But ultimately, um. Um, back to where we were. Yeah, I mean, Nate Oates, I would love to have him here. I think he'd be a very good recruiter. I think he does, you know, really well with developing players and getting, you know, freshmen that are able to come in and play right away. That, that's a couple of the benefits. The drawbacks is, like I mentioned, yeah, that, that contract is big, uh, $12 million buyout. Also, not to mention the fact that, um, you know, Alabama's kind of struggled a little bit this year, but they did beat Baylor over the weekend, so there is still a ton of talent. So Nate Oates... Although he is, um, you know, in my opinion, a great option that Louisville could look at. At the end of the day, you have to wonder, you know, is would the Cardinals be committed to paying that buyout? Another guy in the SEC that I've seen a lot of people talk about is Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman. Musselman started out his career at Nevada. Um, like Oates, this is his seventh season as a head coach. Um, he is 171 and 58 as a head coach, about a 75% winning percentage. So, you know, he is, uh, you know, very, very solid in terms of being the head guy. Three seasons, uh, three out of the four seasons at Nevada, um, they made the tournament. Um, they were very, you know, they were one of those teams that, you know, was a Cinderella story in the 2017-18 season in which they went 29 and 8. Um, had single-digit losses in his last three seasons at Nevada. Currently at Arkansas, his first year in, in 2019, they were 20 and 12. Um, this past season, 25 and 7. They made the NCAA tournament and uh, made a decent run. And currently now 16 and 5, kind of like Alabama. They struggled out of the gate a little bit, looking like they're riding the ship, so to speak. So, um, you know, people will kind of uh, use the fact that both of their teams struggling this year. They'll, they'll use that as kind of a justification as to why they shouldn't be, you know, you know, members of the job. But currently, I mean, I think right now it's a he would be a solid option as well. One of the reasons why I think he'd be a little bit more appealing than uh, Nate Oates is that if he finishes the season, I believe his buyout goes from seven point five million to I think it's like two million. 
So it's like a 5.5 million uh, deduction, which is huge because, you know, 2 million versus 7.5 or even 2 versus 12 is incredibly, you know, it's a huge difference. So ultimately, one thing that I think Eric Musselman does extremely well is the fact that he gets a lot of newcomers to come in and play well with each other. Um one thing we saw in Nevada, uh, and I kind of joke around, is that Eric Musselman is, is, is like it's like transfer you, and I don't mean that in like a negative connotation or anything like that. I, I think it's more of a, a praise for him being able to bring in a ton of transfers into the program, and they mesh, they mesh really well, and they play you know very solid. You know, you talk about Jordan Caroline, uh, the Martin brothers, you know, etc. In, in that Nevada program. And they were able to do some very, very solid things in 2018, some solid things in 2019. So in you know, Arkansas this past season, they were a three seed. They made a decent run. And ultimately now they're 16 and five. And that's another thing with Arkansas is they've added, you know, a handful of pieces from other programs and he's gotten them, he's gotten them play together. And I think that that was one of the things that were um, for Louisville, we kind of looked at this in, you know, coming into the season, like, okay, that's what Louisville needs to do. They need to bring all these pieces in that they're bringing in and be able to mesh them together and have some good chemistry. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't, um, that wasn't uh, proven to be the case, and I think that that's one of the things that makes Eric Musselman very appealing in you know this day and age with the NIL, with um, you know with a one-time transfer rule. He's a very solid recruiter. He's gotten some five-star recruits. Also, you know, he's also been able to you know get guys in the one-time transfer rule and even sit-out transfers and having them play solid together. Um, I, I will say. You know, he, he's he's one of those guys that when I was looking, you know, looking up, you know, how other uh, you know opposing fan bases felt. You know, a lot of people say, you know, opposing fans don't like him, but when he's your head coach, you love him. But I feel like that kind of is, is one of those things to where a lot of people kind of fit in that, um, you know, in that mold. John Calipari, Mike Krzyzewski, um, you know, Bill Self, Mark Few, et cetera. I mean, everybody, I mean, if you're winning games, you know, opposing fan bases aren't going to like you anyway. But I think he's more of a feasible option than Alabama. I think that Louisville is obviously a better job than Alabama, better job than Arkansas. It's really just a matter of, you know, would Louisville be willing to, you know, pull the trigger on a guy like Musselman or Oates? I think that Musselman's probably a more feasible option, more likely due to that buyout situation. But ultimately, I think that they are two very, very solid options. Um, kind of on the outside looking in, like I mentioned in the first segment, Kenny Payne is the overwhelming fan favorite, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see um, you know Josh Hurd and company interview um, both Musselman and Oates here in the um, in the coming weeks. So we will we will see how that transpires. Uh, I want to take this time now uh, to kind of take a step back from the coaching search. We'll continue that tomorrow, uh, but I want to now dive into um, you know the weekend results. The men's basketball team lost at home to the Duke Blue Devils uh, 65 or I'm sorry 74 to 65 um, on Saturday we'll talk about everything you need to know about that matchup and why despite losing it was an encouraging um, outcome so uh, we'll do that after we talk about our friends at Built Bar it's the new year so you know that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fitter eating healthier you need to include Built Bar in that plan it makes it easier to stick to your resolution cuz it tastes so good you'll want to eat it if you want to eat healthy, sometimes it gets boring. Look, I get it by, you know, this time you're thinking, is it is it worth it to do this? Well, at this time, you know, um, you know, Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So they're not, you know, waxy. They're not chalky or hard to you choke down or anything like that. Uh, most Bill Bars are very healthy. 
um, you know, they, you know, you get the good taste while also being, you know, plain, you know, nice to eat. So do yourself a favor, go to build.com, use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's using the promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com on Saturday. Like I mentioned, 74 to 65 defeat for the Louisville men's basketball team to the ninth ranked Duke blue devils. Um, you know, a great ceremony at the beginning. Uh, former Louisville head basketball coach Danny Crum meeting Mike Shashevsky for his farewell tour. And, uh, you know, Shashevsky definitely was blown away by the presentation that they had, which, you know, obviously, you know, they're kind of, um, you know, mixed feelings with which co- with Coach K, but, you know, the, the game will definitely miss him. But in terms of the game, I liked the energy that I saw from the team. Obviously, people will talk about that, um, what, 12-0 run that Duke had when the game was 60-60. to Duke, you know, went out, you know, 72-60. to There was about a five-minute drought. Um, overall, you know, Paulo Bancaro didn't necessarily shoot the ball well from the field, had 11 points, but, you know, 15 rebounds. That was kind of the name of the game here in, in this one for the Cardinals. Um, Duke out-rebounded Louisville 47-34. to They had 20 offensive rebounds um both both shot under 37 percent from three under 43 percent or i'm sorry under 45 percent from the field so statistically from the field they they kind of um i mean they did what you, you thought they would under less turnovers for both teams but ultimately loved what i saw from dre davis in this one it was seven for 13 from the field um had 16 points um in three blocks uh, Malik Williams had 10 points 12 rebounds Sidney Curry there was a story after the game where um, I'm not sure the validity of it but you know if it is true it's it speaks you know volumes to you know these players characters it basically was on the lines of you know in the tunnel afterwards Sidney Curry broke down on the floor and, and became emotional and I think that that is 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 the mindset that you need to have for this program you need to have guys like that and I thought that the energy w- was, you know, reminiscent of, you know, the Baha Mar, um, you know, little invitational on Thanksgiving week. And, um, you know, it, it seems like these guys really, really love playing for Mike Pegues. And, you know, Alan Thomas from um, the state of Louisville and uh, T-Shirt Hooligan tweeted out, he said, look, you know, um, Mike Pegues might not necessarily be the head coach here next year, but it's no doubt that he is definitely showing that he is a head coach somewhere. And I definitely could not agree more with that statement. Ultimately, I think that this is an opportunity for him to really showcase his talents. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think that when you discuss what you saw from the cards this weekend, ultimately, you know, it was just an it, it was an encouraging game. You know, L. Ellis had I think a game high eighteen points, uh, something along those lines. He was seven for sixteen from the field. Um, Sam Williamson had three points, and the other guys had, had less than um, I think less than three as well on the bench, off the bench. So ultimately, very solid addition um, to to the program. Where both um, you know Sidney Curry and L. Ellis, hopefully they are going to stick around for the next head coach as you know as well as a handful of, of the other guys that make up this nucleus. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not necessarily a huge moral victory guy, but at the end of the day, um, it seems like the tournament is kind of a, um, you know, on a, a, you know, uh, it's in a far-off distance. You know, it's probably a pipe drain at this moment. The Cardinals are 
you know, 11 and 10 on the season. So they would basically have to win the or the ACC tournament to even be considered. Or well, if they win the ACC tournament, they're going to get an automatic bid. What am I saying? But ultimately, you you get the point. The fact is, the fact of the matter is, they are squarely on the outside of the tournament bubble right now. So I think a lot of it now is just you know continually playing for pride. Um, you know. You know, playing for dignity and uh, playing hard. You know, finishing this season out on a good note. Uh, you know, in 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 hopes to k- carry that momentum over into the 2022-23 season. But ultimately, um, I couldn't be happier with the game. Uh, I thought that Duke was going to win. You know, I thought it was probably going to be about 15 points. It ended up being nine, and Louisville was right there, 60 to 60 at the under eight timeout. So. Some things that need to work on that we need to work on. You know, obviously, the scoring drought and stuff like that. Um, you know, being better. You know, rebounding the rebounding wise. But you know, Duke has a very very good um, you know front court. They have a lot of size. So ultimately, it's just a matter of you know getting everything you know clicking and stuff like that. So we will continue to talk about this team throughout the season. Um, before we get out of here, uh, a couple quick shout outs first to the Cardinal Sports Home Podcast. The most recent episode um, is being recorded or was recorded yesterday, so it's, it's likely out now. You can get that at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, the uh, Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert analysis from Lee Sterling. You can uh, get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. A quick note, um, there was a little mishap uh, with the Locked on Podcast Network in terms of the um, the pod's YouTube page. Um, it, I was uh, made aware that um, there is a different YouTube that they created. So the past five or six videos from this podcast that are up on YouTube right now that you all have, you know, have um, viewed, you know, very solidly, you can find that at the other, um, at the other YouTube, which will likely be in up in commission here in the next, um, you know, day or so. Um, I will send out a tweet. I will keep reminding you all, and obviously you'll see the new page. So if you, if you're a subscriber to the YouTube page and you're like, okay, why is he not posting any videos? You know, don't be alarmed. It's because it's on a different um, YouTube channel now. So be sure to keep that in mind. That's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. There is a football recruiting bonus episode that will be released today at some point. So check that out. Um, uh, Everyone have a great start to your week and go cards.